Today's guest is someone who I've looked up to for a long time. Her account has helped me navigate my own disordered eating and body image journey. She has her own YouTube channel, website, and single serve ebook. You might know her as Chen's Play on Instagram. Hi, Chen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So before we get started talking about everything, can you just introduce yourself for those who haven't seen your Instagram or your YouTube channel? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Chen. Um, I started my account in 2017. Um, initially, it was Chin Ups with Chen, um, which is so crazy because that seems like it was forever ago. And I live in New York City. I've lived here for the last three years with my now fiance, which is so crazy. And uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I've looked at your Instagram a little bit. Are you a teacher? So <laughs> I was a teacher. So I graduated okay. in 2017 with an art education degree. And then I taught art, elementary school art for two years after college. So from 2017 to 2019. And at the same time, Max, my fiance now, um, he was finishing school for that first year that I was teaching. And then he moved back to New York because he's from the city. And uh, we did long distance for a year, which was horrible. And then awful. And then we moved, <laughs> I moved to New York in 2019. And I decided that I was going to quit teaching because I wanted to pursue my Instagram full-time. And when I first moved here, I wasn't sure if Chen's Plate would give me the like full financial stability that I was looking for. So I taught classes at Core Power Yoga. I still do. And I did before I moved to New York and I ended up like being an assistant manager at a studio in the city for like a year. And then COVID happened and they fired everybody and it was horrible. Um, but it forced me to then focus on Chen's plate full time because I figured this is like the only time I'm really going to have to not have any other job because I literally cannot and I have to focus on Chen's plate. So it was for the best. And now I just teach yoga for fun on the side. Like I teach two classes a week just to, just for me, just for myself. And then, um, I work on Chen's plate full time now. I love that. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I just got my group fitness instructor certification. So I'm kind of going through that process and I'm teaching like boot camp classes at yeah. our rec center on campus this summer, which is exciting. Um, but I also like started this Instagram account for fun, basically, I guess. Like I started mine in the middle of COVID and I just posted at home workouts because I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do now, but my account has like really changed. And I, I'm sure your account has changed as well. And I know we'll get into that. Um, but as far as, and I guess this is just for my own interest. Like, how did you know you wanted to make that switch? I guess making money just from your Instagram account and like, how, how do you do that? Um, so we can obviously like get into like, how I started my Instagram, but I don't know. I was teaching full-time and I just wasn't feeling like excited to go to work. And obviously I 
always knew that my job wasn't going to make me a lot of money because no one wants to be a teacher for the money. You want to be a teacher because you want to be a teacher. And I figured if I was going to do something that was making me a very small amount of money, it better be something that I really enjoy. And I just realized like two years in that I was dreading going to school. And I don't know if it was the specific school I was at because I had a great um, school that I started teaching at. Maybe it was just like the combination of everything. Actually, not maybe, it was for sure. I was just very overworked. I was teaching school. I was working at the yoga studio. I was working on my Instagram account and I just wasn't giving like my 100% to any of those buckets. I was like definitely like 25, 25. Like I was just splitting my whole life into all these buckets and it just became very overwhelming. So I knew that I had to just pick one or two things and give that my all, or I would never be able to like give my best to anything. So I don't really know why like teaching took the back burner. I think I just like found more enjoyment, um, posting on social media and connecting with so many people that I never would have ever connected with, um, had I not started my Instagram account and I just ditched teaching altogether. Gotcha. So did you, um, what do you do now with your Instagram? Like, I know you have your ebook, but what is it like Instagram that pays you or no, I wish Instagram paid us. Um, so majority of my income comes from paid collaborations with brands. So, um, like for example, I work a lot with Mikey's it's, I don't know if you've heard of the brand, they have like the pizza pockets and they have English muffins. They're like grain-free, gluten-free. And I, I connected with them like a few years ago at a food convention. And ever since, like for the last two years, I've worked with them every single month for the last two years. And, um, I'll post like two posts for them a month and they pay me like X amount of dollars a month. That's just an example. So I do that with a few brands every single month. And I try to be as um, consistent and by that, I just mean like work with the same brands every single month, but not, not many brands want to work with you over and over again. They're looking for like a one-time post. So majority of my income comes from these like paid collaborations with brands that I like. And I literally just last week, I got a notification on Instagram that I had get paid for my reels, um, which I didn't even know Instagram was doing. Apparently people are making a good amount of money off of their reels. Um, so I started doing that lately. I may have just made like a hundred dollars in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see if that continues. I hope it does because that would just be like so amazing and just make like extra money on top of my paid collaborations. I also know that people have a lot of success with the like affiliate links and like the, um, like, the like link it to know it or like it to know it app. Have you heard of that? Um, yes. I haven't, I think I've made $10 in the last six months on it. Um, maybe I should post more on that, but from what I understand, you can make pretty good money, like linking specific items on that app. Interesting. Yep. Okay. I figured it was like majority of the brands. Cause I know a lot yep. of accounts do that and that's how you can make money. Um, but I, I just love that, that you were, you realized like, okay, I'm not happy where I'm at right now. And you decided to take that leap. Um, yeah. it's, that's really cool. Yeah. So I ask all of my followers this question, what has been giving you energy lately? Ooh, love that question. So for me, it's been like my hobbies. Um, I'm 
I've always been someone that's very driven by like just doing things that I like. I never wanted to do anything that made like millions of dollars or um, I was never like financially driven. And when I started teaching yoga, it was just a hobby and that gave me life and energy and happiness for a long time. And now it's like, it still gives me those things, but it's for money. Like I, I teach yoga and I make money and it's just nice to have like some side income. So I found tap lately and I started literally just last July and I've been tapping twice a week since then. And I just do it for me. It's so expensive because of course it's New York city and they can just take all my money. Um, but it like truly gives me so much energy and happiness and excitement. It's just like, it's just for me, nobody else. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm just going for fun just to like sweat it out, meet some really amazing people who I like didn't know of in the city and it's been great. That's awesome. I've been trying to find new ways to exercise that aren't yeah. like, you know, the basics. And I took a dance class for the first time a few weeks ago. I was so nervous going in because I'm like, this is going to be so embarrassing, but it really was so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. It just like, it's definitely a amazing form of exercise, which is really nice because I get bored very easily. So it's nice to kind of switch up how I sweat it out. And it's just so fun. Like I, I literally just before this was at, I went to a tap class first thing this morning. It was like the, the beginner class. And then my teacher who I'm obsessed with was like, I teach the advanced class after this, if you want to stay. And I fully could not keep up, but I stayed anyway. And it was just like, I really don't care if I am not doing the steps right. I definitely get a little nervous when people are like, she's not getting it, but it's just so fun. And I just get so sweaty and I feel very like, um, I feel very like confident when I get something right. Like when I pick up a step or a piece of choreography and um, I've always struggled a lot with just confidence in general. So for something to be able to give me a workout and confidence and happiness, I'm, it's a great place to be. So if you are feeling stuck, I suggest dance, especially tap. Yeah. And I, like some of my friends take pole dancing classes. Yes. yes I've done that. You have? Yeah. So my, my aunt who lives in a different country, uh, has been taking uh, pole dancing for the last like three years and she's so good. And whenever I visit her, she makes me come take a class with her. And when she was in New York, there's like a huge pole dancing uh studio that's like world like super big everyone knows about it um and I took a couple classes there a so hard yeah covered in bruises but I felt leaving like very confident with like the little bit of stuff that I learned because like every human being could take a pole class like no matter your gender your size anything like you could just get on this pole and like learn a few moves and it's so cool and you just feel so powerful like oh my gosh sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> you just feel so um powerful on this pole which is crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try it because it looks so fun but yeah. I don't know if I could have the coordination for that it's also like you get so strong I thought I was very strong going into my first pole class like 
a year or so ago. And I literally couldn't hold myself on the pole. And my aunt, meanwhile, is like swinging in the air. And I was like, okay, I'll work on it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay. So getting into talking about your Instagram, your message, like your background, I guess, and what you promote on your Instagram. I just want to start at the beginning. So you talk a lot about body positivity and your recover. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Your recovery from disordered eating. So can you just talk about like the beginning of your Instagram, the beginning of, you know, when those struggles started, um, you know, what triggered that want to be smaller? Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about this actually. So I mean, in general, growing up, I always struggled with just my body. Um, I love my family very much and I love them very much, but they, all of them are very focused on how your body looks. Like ever since I was little, I could tell my mom was always on some sort of a diet or, um, you know, comments on food. And I don't think they ever did it in a malicious way. It just was a part of their lives. And so it became a part of mine to, to notice how I looked and what I ate and what I did. And I always struggled it a little bit, never, it never like took over my life in any way, but it was always in the back of my mind. And then senior year of college, I really wanted to, um, get that in quotes, spring break bod, And a lot of my friends were going on this like spring break cruise. And I wasn't even going on the cruise because I was student teaching. And I don't know, I just was like, okay, well, if they're working out, I'm going to join them. So I started my Instagram account Um, as a total joke. It was for like, I had like my five closest friends follow me and I just posted like body updates, which looking back, very triggering for me, but that's what I would would post. And I would try to like motivate them to work out and then would motivate me to work out. And it started my appreciation for the gym. Like I still love the gym and I still go to the gym as much as I can, but I slowly just became a little too obsessed with these body updates and losing weight and going to the gym and eating perfectly. So I eventually started posting like my dinners and they were like, five pieces of broccoli and a piece of grilled chicken on this like plastic plate I had in my apartment in college. And that's what I did for like six months. And I realized that I like quickly lost a lot of weight, which I felt very accomplished by at the time, but I just didn't realize like how toxic I was being to myself and to my friends and to my like very small Instagram community. Um, But I eventually just like opened up my Instagram to the public and I didn't post body updates anymore. I posted a lot of, a lot of recipes because I was diagnosed with Crohn's early on in college. So I was trying to eat gluten-free and dairy-free. So I was posting a lot of those in quotes, again, healthier recipes. And I think that's kind of how I started gaining a small following. And then one day, like a year into my Instagram, I posted a before and after of my weight loss. And I gained like, like, I think 10,000 followers like overnight, which was crazy. And I don't, I don't even know if that's possible anymore on Instagram, but it was crazy. And the comments were all like very nice. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, how did you do it? What did you eat? What did you do at the gym? And I don't know. I, I think like 
I don't know when it hit me that what I was doing wasn't exactly like positive or uplifting, but I had a few friends point out that what I was doing wasn't like the healthiest. And then when I moved to New York in 2019, I just realized that there was so much more to life than losing weight and eating perfectly and becoming smaller in whatever like way that is. And I don't know, I just started going out to eat a lot more and not sticking to a diet and not forcing myself to go to the gym. Meanwhile, I'm like posting all of this on social media. I'm, I'm like trying to share my um, adventures in a way. And I think that just kind of transitioned into um, just being way more positive about everything, like positive about my body, positive about life, positive about um, the foods that I'm eating. Like there was, I just, I put this stigma around this negative stigma around eating specific foods. Like no one told me that, um, whatever food was going to make me gain weight. I convinced myself of that. And, um, I don't know. I think at the time also around 2017, 18, 19, I think there was a lot of these like crazy diet fads coming out and, a lot of influencers on social media were talking about these things and it just seemed so accepted to, to be like, I'm going to follow this diet and I'm going to lose 25 pounds in, in two months. And it's going to be really great. I mean, even now, uh, who was it? Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala was talking about this diet that she followed to lose whatever it was like 15, 16 pounds to fit into a dress. And um, I think at the time people were doing, still doing, I mean, they're still doing them now, but at the time when I was going through a lot of my um, issues, it was a lot more accepted to, to talk about this stuff. Be like, yeah, I'm going to follow this diet and I'm going to lose all this weight. And I talked about it on social media, like these crazy diets that I was doing to lose weight. And like I said, I moved here to New York and I just realized that like, there was just way more important things to be doing. And I just started talking more about like, weight gain instead of weight loss and balance in like what you're eating and what you're doing, how you're moving your body. And I definitely still have like my hard days. I'm not going to sit here and say that like every day is perfect and I'm positive and confident all the time. I definitely have my ups and downs, but overall I am like a totally different person than when I started my Instagram account. And I always like to say this at the end of like my, my journey that like, I really thank Instagram and like my Instagram account for like every step of the journey and like ending where I am now, because I think if it, I think if I hadn't started my Instagram, I still would have gotten into those like horrible routines of trying to lose weight and following diets, but I maybe wouldn't have been like influenced by other people to be better because I was seeing so many of my like favorite influencers starting to talk about um, not following diets and not overworking yourself. And I like, I think that having my Instagram account forced me to look at these other people and acknowledge that not everything is about being small or looking a specific way or eating a specific way. And now I'm here and I just try to talk about things that like, make the most sense to me. And there's always hate comments and people are always trying to argue with the things I'm saying. But my, my point is not to argue with anyone on social media. My point is also not to like say that anything 
someone else is doing is wrong or right. Like I, I'm just here to share my own opinions. And if you don't like them, you don't have to follow me. It's, it's like pretty simple. That was yeah. a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's great. And I think that also, I really liked what you said about how you're so thankful for your Instagram account because you can look back yeah. at like your journey and how far you've come. And you made, when you started to make that transition towards, you know, more like the balance and the not following the diet and the body positivity, you probably saw like more followers. I don't know if this is true for you, but like engaging with your posts and being like, wow, like, thank you so much. You're helping me. And then you realize like the impact that you're having. I think it was an engagement in a different way. Um, I actually think like just in general engagement's been way down the last year, just for everybody on social media, not just for me, but it was just a different kind of engagement. It was before it was always the same comments. Like, what are you doing to lose weight? Tell me about this diet. Like, have you tried this diet? Have you done this workout? Um, it's always the same questions. And now it's just like more positive, like, you know, asking me like, what am I doing to ditch the diet? How, how am I working out that works for me? Um, and I think it's just like, I'm trying to create a positive environment for myself and for anyone that's following me. And I definitely think that like the people that are interacting with me and that have stayed through like my transition to get to where I am now are the people that I want to surround myself with, because I would prefer to have like zero follow or not zero. I prefer to have like half the amount of followers that I have and have them be the people that I want to talk to. I don't, I don't need to have like a million followers and have half of them be like negative or promoting something that I don't agree with. So I'm, I was never there for the numbers. It was more for like the community. And I think that's what Instagram has done for me in the last like four or five years, just surrounding myself with like like-minded influencers or followers or just human beings. Yeah. Can you explain some of the negative like habits or thoughts that you developed regarding eating exercise and body image? Oh yeah, sure. There was a few. Um, well, like I said, I was diagnosed with Crohn's, uh, my sophomore year of college and it was, it's a very mild uh, diagnosis. It was never anything like super crazy. Um, but one of the things that my doctor recommended was a simple diet, maybe like cutting out specific foods. And a lot of the foods that are common to cut out are gluten and dairy. And I didn't listen. I didn't do that for a couple of years, but when I started my Instagram account and I was actively trying to lose weight, I would look into all these diets and a hundred percent of them at the time we're saying don't eat gluten, don't eat dairy, don't eat processed sugars, don't eat like corn. There was like a crazy list of things, especially like for Crohn's and then also for these diets. And so I like meshed all of that in my own brain. And I was like, well, I'm going to cut out all these foods for my Crohn's and then also for these diets. And I was using, I think my Crohn's as an excuse to like follow these diets super specifically. And I, there was like a time when I was following like a specific meal plan when I would only eat at these specific times and only these like specific foods. And again, at the time I was like, oh, well it's helping my digestive system. But I I think it was just the fact that I was eating 
close to nothing. So my stomach didn't really have anything to digest anyway. Um, so that was like something very toxic that I did for myself. Also just, um, my like obsession with going to the gym and doing cardio, I would like walk on the Stairmaster for like two hours and then still follow it up with some other crazy workout that I found online. And none of these things like felt good in my body. I just would find them on like Pinterest or something. And the header would be like, lose five pounds in a week. And, and that's what I would follow because I wanted to lose five pounds in a week. That, that was what I was trying to do. Um, and I think like, that's the biggest piece of advice. If you're asking for advice, um, is like, is what you're doing feeling good in your body or are you just doing it because it was like suggested or someone told you it would give you a certain result? Um, and I definitely was not listening to my body like at all. I was just doing all these things because some, someone on social media or some article or some video told me that it would affect me in some capacity. So were you ever diagnosed with an eating disorder? No, I never, um, I never went to anyone. I always really struggled with like finding a therapist. I still haven't found a therapist that I like. Um, also I think, like I said, growing up, my family influenced a lot of, um, a lot of the ways I viewed eating disorders and weight loss. And I think that I was doing all these things and I just attributed them to wanting to lose weight. And I attributed them to, I I thought they were normal because I grew up watching everyone around me do all these things that I was doing. So I just didn't think it was abnormal. I didn't think that it was a disorder of any kind. I didn't think that it was negatively affecting anything or anyone. I just, it was just something that I had seen growing up, whether it be from my family or from social media. And I think, I don't think it really hit me that I like what I was doing was considered disorder eating until like 28, like 2019, 2020, like recently, like, like not even like, as I was recovering, I realized that what I had was an eating disorder. And I think I, I forget, I think it's called orthorexia where you are obsessed with just eating healthy and I'm not diagnosing myself because I'm not a doctor and I have no idea. Um, but if I had to diagnose myself, that's what I would say I had. Got it. Yeah. And I, I can relate to you when you said that you didn't know what you were doing was necessarily unhealthy until you started like living again. And then yeah, you were able to look back and be like, okay, maybe that wasn't what I should have been doing. Um, so you identified these, what you were doing through your Mm -hmm. recovery. And you said that once you moved to New York, that's kind of when you started like making changes, um, and, and living again. So can you, how are you able to recover and reclaim control over those negative thoughts? Like when you started living in New York city and you were gaining weight and like going out more, how was it like navigating those emotions? Freaking terrifying. And I truly think that I've only now figured it out. Like in 2022, as of like this year, um, 
if there was like something that really stuck stuck with me when I was right before I moved to New York, I had this like friend that we're still friends, but whenever we would hang out, we would talk about, you know, the gym and um, our bodies. And I always said that my biggest fear was gaining all the weight back. And at the time that didn't seem like a weird thing to say because I'd worked so hard to lose a lot of weight and I was feeling confident in quotes because I think it was like a fake confidence um, because I had lost a lot of weight and I looked a specific way and I was happy with the way that my body looked or so I thought. And so when I moved here, I, it took me a little while to notice that I had gained weight and it didn't happen right away. It like really only happened um, in the middle of like COVID, like towards the beginning of COVID, I was still kind of like maintaining the weight that I had lost and I was eating like more and just more open, more free. And I realized like halfway through COVID, so like maybe 20, the beginning of 2021, um, I realized that I had gained like pretty much all the way back, if not more. And I don't know like when it hit me, I don't know when I noticed it, but I just did. And there was like a a period of like six months where I was just very down on myself. I, I was very like, open with my recovery process on social media. And I was much happier with the way that I was eating. I felt like I was just like more open to trying new things and going out to dinner with my friends, with Max, my fiance, um, with our families. But I felt like I didn't have a balance in my life. I felt like I was just so focused on being more free with like my eating. And I also took like a year hiatus from the gym because I just felt like I had put so much power on the gym in my life that it was just a little bit toxic. So I stopped going to the gym. And like I said, I really just feel like as of like January, I feel like I'm kind of regaining like my confidence and not because I've lost weight, not because I've gone back to the gym, not because of anything. I think just because, not because of anything in particular, I think just because I have found a balance in my life. Um, I'm able to go to the gym and go to the gym like two or three times a week. I, um, my, my goal at the gym is a hundred percent just to get stronger. Like I, I, I do cardio at the end of my workout. Um, just because I like to watch Netflix on the treadmill and I do like an inclined walk. It's very pleasant. Um, but my, my goal at the gym is not to lose weight, which it was years like prior. It's just to get stronger. And when I go out to eat, I feel like because I restricted for so long, when I started eating food again, I wanted to eat everything. And I felt like I had to eat everything that was in front of me because what if it wasn't available again? Mm -hmm. I just restricted these things for so long that like, if there was like a tray of donuts in front of me, I wanted to eat and I did eat all of them because this was the time to eat whatever I wanted. I I had hadn't done it for so long, but this is what I could do now. Um, And now I, like I said, I feel like I found balance where I just feel like if there is a tray of donuts in front of me, like if I want a donut, I will eat a donut. If I don't, I can have a donut another day. And I think like, that's what 
is helping me in my recovery and also just like has gotten me where I am now is like there was a few years of just like restricting and overworking and over dieting and doing all this stuff so aggressively and then there was about a year of just like the opposite like just threw all caution to the wind I didn't work out I didn't care about my digestion which was a problem because I also have Crohn's and I just I just ate everything because I could again and then now literally just in the last six months I have realized how much better I feel because I've found balance I think I totally went on a tangent here but that's well that was great are you would you say you are still in your recovery process right now I don't know I think I'm I think I'm recovered I think I'm like I still have bad days where I wake up and I just don't love the way that I look but I also feel like I'm sure everyone has a moment, no matter how confident you are, no matter how happy you are, no matter your history with food or working out, like everyone has a bad day. Everyone wakes up and something gets them down, whether it's their job, their body, their relationships, their family, like there's always something in someone's life. For me, it just happens to be my body. Um, But the negative days are way fewer than they ever used to be. Um, and I think it's hard to say like, oh, I'm a hundred percent recovered. I don't know if maybe people can say that, but when I was like in the middle of everything at my absolute smallest, like I had lost all this weight. I was so, um, focused on this, on these crazy diets I was what I wanted to look like, like that was all I had ever dreamed of, but I was still sad every single day. Like there wasn't a single day where I would be like, oh my gosh, I look great. I am happy. My body weight did not correlate to my happiness. Like the smaller I got didn't mean I was more happy. Like it didn't, the two didn't go hand in hand. Um, So now it's not, I don't wake up and have a bad day because I'm bloated. I just sometimes wake up and I'm just, I, it, it's almost like a, a, mo- a part of your members that like I used to be smaller and I'm not anymore, but that's like maybe one day a month. The other like whatever, 30 days, whatever math is, I'm, I don't care. Like, like my body is not on my mind. And I think that's recovery is when you, you're not noticing that you look a specific way, like whether it be good or bad, you're just not noticing it. Like, it's just not something that like pops into your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, there's a, a phrase called uh, like body neutrality. That's kind of like in the, the growth on social media, body positivity is huge for me. I, I love promoting body positivity. I love promoting loving your body. But I had a conversation with my friend recently and she said, you know, why promote loving your body? Why not just promote having a body? Like why not just promote like existing and your weight, the way that you look, your height, your hair color, like it's just not on your mind 
it just, you are here and you are focusing on other things. Like, and I think like, that's maybe what I'm working on right now is I feel like I'm recovered from a lot of my disorder eating and I'm, I'm very aware of my growth and how far I've come. And I am, I preach body positivity to anyone I meet, but I'm like continuing to grow. And I would love to reach the point where my body just like, isn't even something I talk about in any way, positive or negative. It's just, I exist. I am happy. Like I love my job or like whatever it may be. It's just, my body is not on my mind at all. That's a great way to, I think, explain recovery because it's not going to be perfect all the time. It's not going to be linear. Um, You're going to have good days and bad days. But if you can get to the point where, you know, what you eat, how much you exercise or your size takes up less mental space than it used to, you are on track. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 100%. And I think that was like the biggest thing for me is just how much I would think about, okay, how many calories do I have left today? Or how many calories did I burn in this exercise? Am I going to fit in these jeans today? Like, exhausting yes like I just there was no room in my brain for anything else I was I woke up thinking about food thinking about my body I would weigh myself way too much and it was just all I could think about like I couldn't think about my job I couldn't think about my friends I couldn't think about my boyfriend and I think that's when I like should have realized it was toxic. And I just didn't, I just, I just thought it was normal. I thought everyone focused on their bodies this much. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm not, like I said, just in the last six months that I'm, I'm not thinking of my body. I, I work out because I like it. And I, I like feeling strong and I eat because I enjoy eating. Like I, like, I think it's fun. I, I'm not eating because I'm trying to lose or gain weight. I'm just eating. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing now how much like, food and my body and weight, how much brain space it took up. And it's like such a weight off of my shoulders and like my brain and my heart that I'm, it's just not on my mind anymore. Like it's on my mind less, like significantly less, like 95% less than it was a few years ago. Yeah. So I have one last question for you. And I think it's a great way to end this episode but do you have any advice to listeners who are struggling with recovery, weight gain, and body image? I, yes, yes. I always have advice. And I talk a lot about like this with my friends and I have a lot of people on social media who DM me and ask like, you know, what was the biggest turning point for me? Like what is one tip I can give them that like will cure their eating disorder? I don't have any advice to cure an eating disorder. I don't think anyone does. I don't think there's like a phrase that you can say or something that you can do that just like cures it. I just think at a certain point, you have to ask yourself like, are you doing the things that you're doing for yourself? Are you doing it for other people? And is it making you happy? And it's just like a job, right? Like you work in a nine to five, is the job that you're doing making you happy? And honestly, most people will probably say no, but is whatever you're doing in your life making you happy? 
And if the answer is no, like my ultimate goal in life is to only do things that make me happy. Um, I will literally quit a job and find something else that makes me happier. And I think that's what I like try to tell other people when it comes to your eating disorder or your disordered thoughts or whatever it may be, like, is what you're doing making you happy? Like, I'm sure losing weight makes you happy in some capacity, but do you wake up happy? Like, do you genuinely wake up and just feel like carefree? And if the answer is no, then like, you have to try and change something. And if you just try and change like one small thing one day, then eventually that one small thing will turn into something bigger and hopefully will get you on the path to just feeling better. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I think you said that perfectly. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just like, uh, I, I know when I was trying to lose weight, I, I think that that was the point in my life where I was like the least happy. Yeah. I say that right. Like I just was not happy at all, but I'm like, oh, I'm down so many pounds. Like I should be happy. So like you said, you're never going to be a hundred percent content if you're achieving something that's like not making you happy in the moment. No. And you also have to like surround yourself with people and information that is going to like positively uplift or positively help you. Um, this week I actually took, so I went, I took the train back from DC to New York and our train got stuck in Philly. And, um, they said either you take a different train or take a different, uh, car because no trains are leaving Philly for the next five hours. Um, so long story short, I took an Uber with two random girls I met on the train and I, the, very nice people, but the girl that was next to me in the car, we were talking about my Instagram and I was talking about weight loss and weight gain. Cause it just came up in conversation. And she was, I said something about like, yeah, it was just, I, at one point I just realized that like, you can't not eat all day long. And she was like, well, not eating is how you maintain your, your weight. And I didn't really like have anything to say to her other than just like, that's not, the best way to look at that. And it's, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just, it's not a healthy like mindset to have. So she's not someone that I would like follow on social media or like necessarily be friends with because hearing those things from somebody else is very triggering. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it always will be. I think like hearing other people talk about like weight loss or crazy diets, like my mom still does. Like, it's very hard for me to hear other people say these things and like not come out fighting and like say, tell them that like, I want to help them, but I don't really know how. Um, So surrounding yourself with like people and then content. Like if you're following someone on social media that is promoting weight loss, like go unfollow Kim Kardashian. Like you, you can't follow these people and see this content, see this information at, out there and not be affected by it. Like I, it's, it's impossible. If someone's, if someone goes on social media and posts about a shirt that makes them feel great and it's super comfortable, you're probably going to go and buy that shirt and wear that shirt. If someone online is talking about a diet that they like, that is working for them and they lost 10 pounds, what 
like you're probably going to try it because why not someone that you like and admire is posting this content and sharing this information with you, whether it be about a shirt or a diet, you're going to try it. So for me, one of the other like helpful tips is just like getting rid of that content. Like if someone you are just like if someone you follow starts sharing something like political that you don't necessarily agree with, you're probably going to unfollow them. If someone posts about uh, like anything related to your body, your diet, whatever, and you don't agree with it, or it just doesn't make you feel happy, doesn't make you feel good, just get rid of it. Like don't yep. put yourself in harm's way. Um, and also like just in general, like recovery is a long process. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're on the path until you're nearing the end, or you just realize that you're a whole different person than you were when you started. Mm-hmm. So even if you're like, you're struggling and you listen to a podcast about, about body positivity or, and you realize like, that's what you want. Like that's one step into the recovery journey that you were not on before. So like recovery is difficult and it can be like stressful and it can also be like confusing, but I think just like acknowledging that you want it and taking one small step is huge. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. One small little step, whether that be every day, every week, like I can remember, I would set little goals for myself. Like, okay, today I'm going to eat something that like scares me or yeah. And you start to challenge yourself and realize like, okay, this is not as bad as I thought. <laughs> because if you had asked me, like, if we were having this exact same conversation, like in 2018, I would have a told you that there's nothing wrong with me. And that be like, I'm very happy with where I am. Like, like, why would I want to gain weight? Why would I want to stop going to the gym every single day? And then the second that I realized that like, a, I wasn't happy. I was just like obsessed with all these things was the first step in my journey. I just didn't realize it at the time. So I think like, especially the people that reach out just like in general to me and are like, I'm feeling so stuck. I feel like I cannot make a step forward in my recovery. Like just by sending a DM acknowledges that you are making a step in your recovery because I'm sure leading up to that moment, you thought you were doing everything perfectly. And all of a sudden it clicked with you that like, what you were doing wasn't making you happy. It wasn't making you feel good. And you wanted to change. And I think like, if you're feeling lost, but you know that you want to get better, then you're trying to get better. Like you're already doing everything that you can in in your power and it'll hopefully only go up from there. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about followers and all that stuff, where can people find you on Instagram and YouTube? Awesome. So I'm Chen's C H E N S. It's my first name underscore plate on Instagram. I'm also that on you. I mean, on, um, TikTok. So follow me on TikTok. Um, on YouTube, it's just Chen's plate, like just all spelled out. I am trying to stay as consistent as possible with YouTube, but YouTube is so hard. Like there's just so much work that goes into it. Um, in general though, I'm Chen C H E N apostrophe S plate literally everywhere. So awesome. Well, you are amazing. And I just want to say one last time, thank you for coming on. And I love your account and how 
you know, open you are about everything. You are definitely helping a lot of people. So please keep posting. <laughs> that means a lot to me. It's been really hard with um, social media engagement lately. Like it's just so hard to reach an audience. Like I have almost 50,000 followers and sometimes on a post it'll get seen by 5,000 people and it can be really hard. And I have weeks where I'm like, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to do something else because this is so hard. Um, but then I have these conversations and I interact with like literally one person that's like, please keep sharing your content. And it just like reminds me that I'm not doing this for likes or comments or engagement. I'm just doing this to make myself feel happy and make other people feel happy. And if I'm doing that, then why would I stop? If you can help one person, just one person, you're making a difference. Yeah, exactly. Love that.